Hello and welcome to Habemus Papam, episode 148, Clement II. Dear brothers and sisters, Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Habemus Papam. Hey everyone, today's Pope was born Sudiger. He was a German noble. He was the son of Konrad Morsleben von Hernberg and Amurald, who was the sister of a German archbishop. He entered the clergy at a young age. He served as a canon in the local cathedral and then later as the chaplain to the Archbishop of Hamburg, Bremen. And it was in this position that he met the Holy Roman Emperor Conrad II. And later he met King Henry III, Emperor Conrad's successor. In September of 1040, Henry III nominated Sudiger to serve as the Archbishop of Bamberg in northern Germany, and he was consecrated the Archbishop there a few months later in December of 1040. Now, this is kind of beautiful and really awesome. Sudiger really loved his diocese. He loved Bamberg. It was his first love. He, he was just enamored with the people in the church there. He called it his most sweet spouse, and he served well there. He was a good bishop until he enters our story for real in 1046. Now, if you remember, in 1046, the German king, Henry III, had come to Italy to deal with the situation of three different men claiming to be pope, Benedict IX, Sylvester III, and Gregory VI. At a council in Sutri, Sylvester was deposed, and later Gregory resigned. And then when the emperor moved on to Rome, Benedict was also deposed, and so finally, Henry had his candidate for the papacy, Sudiger, elected. Now, originally, the choice had gone to the Archbishop of Hamburg, Bremen, but he declined. And Sudiger, who was the favorite of St. Odilio of Cluny, and of course known to Henry himself, was elected by the Synod of Bishops present. So on Christmas Eve, 1046, Sudiger was made Pope and took the name Clement II. It was the name of one of our earliest saintly popes, Pope Clement I, who we talked about way back in episode 4. And... When he took this name, it signaled his intention to really bring the papacy back to its roots through reform. He's saying in this choice that the papacy has lost touch with what it was meant for. It was meant to be this rock of Peter, which enables people to turn to Christ. And that by taking this name, he's signaling that he as Pope is going to be living in a different way. We've seen these extravagant, brutal, horrific, and audacious popes before ones that fought political fights, ones that lived unchastely. And Clement is saying, no, I want to be like one of the great martyr saintly popes of the early church, a servant and a shepherd. The very next day, Christmas Day, 1046, Pope Clement II crowned Henry III, Holy Roman Emperor, in St. Peter's Basilica. Now, this really begins the turning point in the church. Though, as we'll see, it will be in fits and starts. We're going to see a series of very holy German monks who are brought in to clean up the papacy and reform the church from the scandalous way it's been treated over the previous two centuries. Think about where we've come from. This episode is episode 148. Way back in episode 113, Pope Stephen VI exhumed the body of Pope Formosus and put it on trial in the shameful and disgraceful cadaver synod. Remember that? It was horrible. In episode 119, we met Sergius III, who very well may have murdered his two predecessors with his own hands and who lived a scandalously unchaste life. 
In episode 125, his alleged son, John XI, is made pope by his mother, who was virtual dictator of Rome. She then gets imprisoned by her legitimate son, who in episode 130 puts his own teenage son on the papal throne, John XII, who died in the arms of his mistress. And we just heard about the crazy, scandalous life of Benedict IX, who's still lurking around. And if you remember from before, he's got one more term as pope before us. The papacy in the church in Rome has been, over the past century, truly in the dark ages. And it's been so tough personally to have to tell some of these awful stories. But thanks be to God that he guides his church. And through all this time, the reform movement has been growing. It's been a seed planted in the earth, and it's pushing its shoots up through the soil to the light. And finally, 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 we have it start to break through. Clement II began right off the bat to push for reforms of the papacy, including a synod which he called in 1047 to combat within the Roman church the practice of simony, the buying and selling of church offices. The emperor assisted with his influence. He promoted those dioceses in Italy which were reforming dioceses, including that of Ravenna, which was strongly under the influence of the great reforming monk St. Peter Damien. More about him in later episodes. Soon afterwards, Henry III made a tour of southern Italy, trying to sort things out politically, while the Pope went with him, trying to sort things out religiously. But this reforming papacy wouldn't last. Clement II died on October 9, 1047, while heading up the eastern coast of Italy on his way to Germany with Henry. He died at a monastery near uh, Pissarro, on the coast between Ancona and Rimini. And it was believed that he died of malaria, or perhaps even lead poisoning, as one study of his remains suggested. But it's not believed they died of malicious activity. His body was returned to his beloved Bomberg, which, while serving as Bishop of Rome, as you remembered, he retained the title to. And so he was buried in the cathedral there in Bomberg, where his tomb is still present to this day, which makes it the only papal tomb still extant in Germany. In fact, the only papal tomb really north of the Alps that's still around. Since he died while Henry was away from Rome, Benedict IX, if you remember, decided to take the opportunity and reclaim the papal throne. But he's going to be deposed for the last time, finally, and he will then be succeeded by Pope Damasus II, who we will talk about next week. Thank you for listening to Abemus Papam. You can check out the rest of the Catholic Bites podcast at catholicbitespodcast.com or find us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you and God bless you.